Hey, 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 everyone. It's me, Joey G. And we're back for another amazing episode of No Rent Live. Tonight, we are talking about Basketball Wise Season 10 and Love and Hip Hop Atlanta and the issues that I have with it. And we talk about a whole lot more. It's just me solo dolo tonight, but I managed to keep the energy high, the fun flowing. It's going to be a great episode, guys. Make sure you stay tuned. And again, we are live on on YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook, Monday to Thursday, 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Our handle is no rent now everywhere. That's no rent now everywhere. All right, guys, enjoy the show. Hey, 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 what's going on, everyone? Welcome to No Rent Live. We are live tonight on March 9th, 2022. It was a snowy, rainy day outside here in the New York area. And we are trying to stay in and keep warm with our reality TV talk. And we have some interesting topics to talk about tonight. Uh, you know, tonight we don't we're not having a guest tonight. This week we've kind of been uh pretty guestless. We kind of wanted to take time to really catch up on the different reality TV talk and news. And talk about a lot of the things we never we haven't really got to talk about in the past, you know, because we always had guests on. Guests are great. We're going to have a special, special guest on Monday, and you guys are not going to want to miss that. And we had such a great time last night. Like, it was great uh, being here with Mr. Phil Good, who is going on vacation next week, so he won't actually be here. Uh, but don't worry, we're going to still have some amazing people here to fill that spot. We talked about Blood, Sweat, and Hills last night, reminiscing, and really, I spilled a lot of tea uh, about a lot of different subjects. So you guys can go and watch that that rerun over on our YouTube channel, No Rent Now. We are No Rent Now everywhere. So if you go to Instagram, we're also you will also see the rerun on Twitter as well. So tonight, we're going to talk basketball wise season 10 now we wanted to talk about this last night but um i didn't deem it appropriate because we had so much to talk about in relation to the real housewives in new jersey basketball wives during season nine last season it just didn't catch me and i don't think it caught anyone i hated the idea of them living in the house or being in the house together this is not the real world. This is not the kind of show that I wanted to see everyone lounging around in houses. We like to see the ladies get dressed up and go out places. I felt like if you were going to do something like that, maybe it should have been more like uh, the Real Housewives Ultimate Girl Trip. Like that would have been more the style of what I would have been willing to see. And we didn't need that many girls. Like that was also the other thing. I think if we just had a core cast of six girls in the house and being forced to kind of have to deal with each other, with each other. I think that would have been better, but yet what really was problematic was that we still on this show still stick to that division that happens where, you know, people are like, well, I'm not going to want to be around this one or that one. And I'm just kind of like, 
you as executive producer Shawnee O'Neill, who I love and I and I truly admire the hard work that she did to bring this show to fruition. I talk about it on, I used to do this uh, thing called the history of reality TV. And um, I spoke about the making and the coming of a basketball wives. So I, uh, we're going to, we're going to, I think we're going to re-upload that soon because I think that there was some great information in there, but Shawnee it's, it's always Shawnee and the people who are cool with Shawnee. And then on the other side, it's, you know, Jackie Christie and whoever's cool with Jackie Christie. Now that's usually the problem. Like this is a female ensemble group. When we think back to Basketball Wives season one, season two, season three, and even season four, there was this camaraderie amongst the girls. It was super, super crazy because there was a lot of fighting, a lot of physical altercations going on back in those days, which, you know, some people want to see again because, I mean, that's what we signed up for, right? Um, <laughs> but nonetheless, Having everyone in divided in, in the different houses, it just going not going to create the show and allow the viewers to see the conversations that they want to see. You know, you have Malaysia going, Malaysia and Kristen at the time being the only ones to really go back and forth between the two houses, and it was just not connecting because I don't think we ever saw Evelyn or Sh and Shawnee ever come to the Jackie house, you know, and what was really horrible to me was, I'm going to say it, OG, I'm sorry. I understand how you felt the other season, season eight during the reunion. I can totally respect that. For me, I felt like it was a matter of favoritism, you know, you know, definitely Shawnee has her favorites. And she admitted to it on season nine. Definitely there was, there was a favoritism issue. This is her friend, her real-life friend, Evelyn. And, you know, when you have real-life real friends and you had those off-camera conversations, you know, sometimes they're going to put stuff in your ear. And I'm sure that the thing was like, oh, no, I don't want to be by this bitch on the reunion because I don't know what she might do. She crazy or whatever. And that was the wrong way to go to have her excluded that was problematic i don't believe that that was due to colorism i think it was due just to uh favoritism and i i think that was what sent everything on a downward spiral for season nine of basketball wives and when we were doing season nine of basketball wives it just felt like og was just not happy with being on the show, but refused to leave the show. I can honestly respect anyone's wishes if they choose not to participate in a show. I can completely respect that for whatever reason. If you feel uncomfortable, you know, but I felt almost like she was there to tear down the show. You know, that she was coming there because when you come on the show and you accuse everyone, even yourself, of colorism, it's going to be a problem. We could have at least gotten to a point in season nine where all the girls at least got on some kind of great basis to where you all could have had a fun time. It could have went so much different. 
you have to work on the things that hurt you in the past, but the whole show can't revolve around OG. It just cannot. Everyone was trying to walk on eggshells, trying to bend backwards, and she was being just a just a mean bitch. I said it, a mean ass bitch. I it was an, it was infuriating for me because there are situations, real life situations, and I say this all the time. When it comes to things like racism, when it comes to things like colorism, when it comes to activism, when it comes to social justice, I am very, very protective of those issues and those things because there are real racism issues. There are real colorism issues. There are real social justice issues. And that should not be used in such a, just a willy-nilly way just to attack someone. I think just the way of doing reality TV today, you know, you think I think of doing the reality TV today, like it's become the celeb reality thing. It's become a thing where we don't get the real, real reality. Everything is in a way where there's politics. It's gotten very corporate, if if that makes any sense to you guys. It's gotten a sense where, you know, you're supposed to be following these people's lives, but at the same time, you're restricting their lives to what it is you can show or talk about on television. And and what, what we saw in season nine was politics just taking taking over. And everyone had to walk in eggshells and make sure they don't say something for the purpose of a show. But I want to see what these women really would do, what they really would say. They're basketball wives. You know what I mean? Whether they're married to basketball players or not, still, it's a certain lifestyle we're supposed to see. It's a certain um, camaraderie we're supposed to see. There's a certain level of drama we're supposed to see. And I don't feel like the the things that were being thrown in there were really happening. Like, I don't think there was any colorism involved in this situation. I don't. Uh, Spencer says, you have to think about the creator and the producers. And they knew OG was going to do. No, they don't know what OG is going to do. Trust me, I'm a development producer. I was a PA on Love and Hip Hop. I've been on many reality show sets. No one tells these people what to do. <laughs> you know, especially in a situation where they're in the house. That's that's a little different than their, the usual regular show. You know, you kind of almost like finding out watching what happens you know and in this situ in this situation when she comes when she's making us when she's saying that you know there she feels like there is a colorism issue which I, I feel like was heightened by social media you know what i mean i think social media likes to you know use ways because they don't like evelyn they don't like shawnee you know whenever you're the boss you're going to automatically get the hate you know, and they're they're going to go ahead and attack her. You know, you know. So they, that that was their way of finding a new way. You know, the show been on for almost ten seasons. Like every season, they're always trying to find a way to attack Shawnee. You know what I mean? Shawnee may not always speak up when she needs to speak up, but she is. She's done a lot to really bring the show into to fruition. And a lot of people have no idea what it takes to bring a reality show 
to fruition. A lot of people don't even understand what it is to do a reality show. So, uh, for so the season nine just kind of fell fell flat. Phoebe, I didn't understand the reason for bringing her back. I have nothing against her. I just didn't see anything that made me feel like it was basketball wise ish. It felt almost like it was. I didn't understand they were trying to maybe bring in a younger audience. I guess. I I just am sick and tired of having eleven girls in the cast. Some people love that stuff. Some people love it. They love having eight women. They love having ten. I can't stand it. On any of these, any of these females, I was I do not like having the, so many people. I want to follow the stories of specific people chosen to be on the show, and if I don't know everyone's name within the first before the first commercial break of the first of the new season, then I'm I'm already tuned out. So we could kind of act like season nine didn't happen. I think that's the best way to go because I don't know if I don't know if anyone can really say that that was a good season or and a lot of people will probably blame a OG <laughs> um, the setup of the house that whole thing and we looking forward to we look forward to moving forward to season ten. You know, you had COVID. That was also an issue with the last season as well. But they did the best they could. You know, and a lot of shows were doing the best they could. But I felt like there was ways for us to really heighten it. You know, but I love I love Basketball Wives. I still rock with the show no matter what. Even sometimes after watching a season, I may be like, I ain't really feeling this no more. Like, they, they need to just go. Uh, Spencer says, you think about it. YouTube reality shows, they have it all wrong. Well, you know, you know, I can't speak to that. <laughs> but you know, I mean it's it did they they you know I, I think a lot of them are um I'm just gonna leave it at that, <laughs> Spencer. Don't don't give me the speaking out loud. Uh but now moving into season 10, season 10 feels like it's been filming for forever. You know, there's been rumors online saying that there's been some producer changes which delayed the show that's never usually the case that's never usually the case um it i don't know why people didn't think that but i guess people are assuming no one knows what it's like to be on the set but no a, a producer change probably wouldn't have made the delay i think they were i think vh1 was just looking for the perfect time to launch the show and that avenue has not been open because you know they leave everything open for love and hip hop of course Love and Hip Hop was first priority. And we're going we're going to get into talking about Love and Hip Hop Atlanta tonight as well. Um then you have Black Ink Crew. Those are kind of like I'm assuming even though the ratings have not been significantly better for a while it's still their t- kind of like their top shows. So basketball wise kind of took a back seat. So I think that's why it's such a delay in when Basketball Wives is coming back. So uh, for the new season, uh, you know, there's rumors about who the cast is. And I think, you know, you could probably almost confirm it, you know. Uh, but we have some interesting <laughs> interesting people coming into the fold from the past. A lot of people from the past. It's So I'm going to read through these. Uh and yeah, it's it's 
it's quite yeah I, i'm 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 curious it almost feels like a reboot it feels like a reboot of basketball wives that's what it feels like it feels like i don't know if, if you guys were watching basketball wise la during uh season two okay so season two you had everyone back you had gloria you had laura you had uh malaysia you had jackie you had drea you had uh the addition of brooke bailey you had uh bambi added to the show as well it was something about that second season it was eventful yes people tuned in but it felt like it needed a little something it needed a little something else i think that's what what season two of basketball wise felt like so when they went into season three it was almost like this big shakeup. It was like a big, like almost like revamping, you know. And that season, that for season three, was Drea, Jackie, and Malaysia, and they brought in three new people. They kind of did it like almost like how they did uh, Real Housewives in New York City season five. So they bring in Brandy, Sunday, and British Williams. And I thought the show just elevated a little bit more. Now, when I say elevated, normally when I say elevated, I mean class it up. But I will say that it production-wise, it just looked like a brand new show. It looked like a reboot of Basketball Wise LA. So I really enjoyed that season. We went into season four where they brought Shawnee into the show and they brought uh angels the angel i wouldn't say they brought they bring they only brought no they brought one angel they brought angel brinks into the show angel love didn't come until season five but yeah i feel like and then there was season six which was a kind of like a fusion of basketballs miami and la and that felt like a reboot and this here feels like another reboot. It feels almost like another reboot of the show, another refreshing of the show. Because we have a, almost like a completely brand new cast, for the most part, that's made up of older of people we've seen before. So we have, you know, all, all the people who kind of were, I'll say this, a lot of these people were kind of outcasts because of the horrible politics that were going on with basketball wise before where you had the friends of the producer saying, Oh, I don't want to be around this one. I don't film with, I want to film with this one. And these ladies were not allowed to be on the show because of them doing their job and getting into it with uh, the, the women. It's just like some people just felt untouchable and people were losing their jobs because of these, these things. And British Williams is one of the people who is returning. If you guys have been under a rock, you heard about the whole indictment that's been going on, allegedly. You know, for there's some kind of fraudulent activity going on, allegedly. And we're going to see, likely see how that unfolds. Um, and that could be another addition to the delays in the season as well. You have Angel Brinks, who is going to be back, allegedly. Angel Brinks is the designer. She had her own show for a little bit with Mon Ami. Um, and that I think that was on WeTV, I want to say. 
yeah, I, I didn't really get into that one. Um, but we'll see what I, I just feel like when people get a second chance to come back to a show, they they get it, they understand it, and they they bring they know how to bring it the second time around. We have DJ Duffy who was there for season five and got into that notorious fight with Tammy. And that was, yeah, that was crazy. And then we have uh, Brandy Maxwell returning as well. Brandy, I feel like Brandy should have never had to leave the show. When she came back for season six and the girls shunned her, it just wasn't, it wasn't making sense to me. How do you guys just exclude this woman from from the show, like like on some mean girl shit? You know, it just wasn't it just wasn't making sense to me. So you have like five people returning to the show, and that's something because these are all people who I feel like have great personalities for the show, would have done amazing on the show, but because of I'm going. I'm going to say it because of Evelyn, because of Tammy. For for certain instances, these women were not asked back. That's how I see it. Allegedly, from what the from what is seen based upon rumors, based upon what we see on the internet, what we see on the show. Okay. So with this, we still are going to have back some of our previous some of our most recent cast members we're going to have Jackie Christie of course what's the show without Jackie Christie I don't know if I can even watch without Jackie Christie we're going to have Jennifer Williams back yeah Spencer is asking about Drea's show Drea show on Zeus um I think it was off. I don't think people were mm, too crazy about Drea's show. I think it was like just not giving what it was supposed to give, considering that she's from a show that's such heavy drama. I'm not, you know, I always said I'm not, I'm not a fan of spinoffs. I'm not a fan of one-person spinoffs. They never work for me. I was never a fan of Tardy for the Party. I was never a fan of... Uh, don't be tardy. Not I said tardy for the party. Don't be tardy. The Kim Zolciak show. I was never a fan of Bethany getting married. Like I was never a fan of spinoff shows. I don't like them. I don't. Uh but yes, we're also having back Malaysia Pargo. The rumor has it is that Malaysia Pargo is going to be probably the outcast this season. So that's going to be interesting. Considering, you know, we remember where Malaysia came from. Um, and then we have Shawnee O'Neill. That's it. I said Jennifer Williams, right? No, I didn't. Jennifer Williams will also return. You know, Jennifer is, she's kind of went from being, you know, the kind of like spoiled girl from the beginning. And, and now she's kind of like the, the shit stirrer. Yeah, I think Jennifer Williams has become the shit stirrer on basketball wise. 
I I don't have a problem with it. Like, you need someone to be the shit stirrer. I mean, Jackie Christie is just like, she's just a personality. But when it comes to someone who's going to tell that rumor, who's going to spill that tea, who's going to carry that bone, you have Jennifer Williams for that. And then you have Shawnee returning. And I hear she's just in a limited, a limited capacity, which I think would be great. I think it would be great to kind of like, let's see what happens without Shawnee, you know? Let's take a little break. You know, I, I don't I, I don't think it could hurt. And also, uh, rumor has it that the two sisters from last season, from season nine, will be returning because I thought they held their own. You know, I love seeing sisters on shows. I love seeing family on shows. I think it gives it a deeper dynamic. I know we had it before during season six with those two sisters, but I felt I didn't feel the closeness between them i did i felt like they had this beef with each other and i felt like we didn't even get to see it play out fully to be honest with you i felt like there was a, a lot to be a man to be imagined so i i i would love to see the, these sisters come in and see what their lives are like like what are they giving because last season when they came into that house you don't know what their lifestyle is it's kind of like it was okay were these two two bitches off the street you know what I mean? I like I wasn't sure what they were where they're coming from. So I'm happy that you know COVID's calmed down and you know people are going to see more of their lives for real for real. So it should be interesting. Brooke Bailey, you know, everyone just remembers what Brooke Bailey did to allegedly did to uh Jackie Christie. Like whatever she did, we just we just feel like we know it hurt. We know it hurt when because we didn't even get to see the fight. I wish there was a way for us to see that fight. What really happened in that fight with Jackie Chrissy and Brooke Bailey? Like Jackie Chrissy, like I just can't like she's I mean, she's an older woman, you know what I mean? Like I felt like that's like putting hands on, you know, on my grand on a, on your grandmother. I don't know. Like that is it was kind of kind of polarizing there. So and then you have Duffy. Duffy was, you know, talking a lot of, uh, Duffy's a young one. I think she, I wouldn't say, is she the youngest one in the group? I wouldn't say she's the younger one. You know, she has kids, you know, she's, I don't know if she's still, if she, I, I don't know if she's still with the same person. I don't think so. No, I don't think so. But I, I do know that she has, she just, she had a child maybe a year ago, a year or two ago. Yeah. She had another one. So I'm, I'm excited to see what Duffy, give Duffy really a chance to really show what she does as as a DJ in her business. Yeah, I want to see what these women do in their businesses now. You know, so I think it will be an awesome opportunity. Brandy, you know, she's always coming and, and brings it. Uh, she looks amazing. She always looks great. Uh, I The other person was Angel. Angel, you know, she's was pregnant during filming. So we get to see what happens with her. Yeah, I'm excited for I'm excited for season 10. It's gonna feel like a fresh start. You know, let's change those opening credits and those opening graphics, you know, like I like to do. I think we need to change the song for the opening. Like let's make it this let's let's like make it a little more uh it was the the it wasn't too bad, but let's let's up let's up the ante and give it a little more gloss, a little more classiness. Let's give it that housewives uh 
that housewives work, you know? So moving on, <laughs> one of the other shows that we are excited about, okay, I'm not going to lie. I'm, I'm not really excited about it. I'm not really excited about it at all. I, I, I talked about, I talked about last season of Love and Hip Hop Atlanta. When I seen Love and Hip Hop Atlanta was coming back, when I seen it was coming back for season 10, I was excited because they were gone for so long after COVID, you know, after what happened with COVID, they kind of like, I was used to Love and Hip Hop come on, on every Monday, no matter what, no matter what. So that means no matter what holiday it was, I I, I believe Mendeecee's and and uh, Yandy's um, merit wedding premiere on the holiday. Like it was no, it was <laughs> rain, rains or snow. Like you were going to have Love and Hip Hop come on Monday nights, and having a whole year and a half where. It wasn't on. It it was just yes. I could be doing something better with my time besides watching TV. Yes, that is true. But <laughs> it was it was just something that you know we just always thought we were going to be entertained on Monday nights at least with Love and Hip Hop. And they were giving us all these little specials, and I was just like, oh my gosh, Gary, please with these specials. I I don't care. I don't. I do not care about a family reunion. I don't care about um about couples retreats and I know they got another one coming. I don't care about you know th this whole um PBS special they were doing with Love and Hip Hop a legacy thing. I I don't really care about that. But to have the show come back Love and Hip Hop Atlanta, I was pretty excited for that. However, watching the season of Love and Hip Hop Atlanta just left so much to the imagination. It just didn't throw me. I listen, and, and I get it. You want to go in a, a different direction, this positive direction. We dealt with so many social justice issues over the, the pandemic. Why not change the vibe of the show up? Because that's not what I signed up for. That's why I didn't sign up for Love and Hip Hop to be about family drama. I ain't signing up for a Yala Fix My Life. When I turn on my TV Monday night, I'm looking for Love and Hip Hop. Okay? I'm, look I'm thinking Stevie J, Jocelyn. Shaking the tables, brawls, melees. That's what I'm looking for. It's not right, but it's okay because that's what you gave us. And when I when I am used to a certain product, that's what I'm expecting to receive. You guys tried to give us everything. Even the trip to Dubai didn't give us what it was supposed to give. 
If there was a wedding, yes. The wedding was beautiful. Right. For those five minutes. But this show, and I always go back to this, at the height, at the height of it, I think of season two of Love and Hip Hop New York, female ensemble show. That was perfection. Season one of Love and Hip Hop Atlanta. Amazing. That's those those that's where we should have went with it. And I thought by the, the whole promotion, the whole promotion of it all, where we're saying the women are back. I thought we were going to have a female ensemble situation. It just didn't happen. It was all these women and their family. It was remi- it was giving me season one and season two of Real Housewives of Orange County. If you guys seen Real Housewives of Orange County season one, season two, they didn't have this whole women interacting thing. It was just their them and their families. And I was not into it. I was not into it at all. I felt like they should have just had the women spend a lot more time together, like, and build that kind of like female ensemble kind of relationship, but it just didn't happen. And and like when they got together, it just really wasn't much for them to go over to the drama just wasn't there. Yeah. His family drama, Medici's and his mother, uh, the, the two new girls weren't even, the two new girls weren't even integrated into the rest of the cast. Amaretta and the other other young lady, other two young ladies, they were never brought in to integrate with this cast. So you already know they're not coming back, or at least that's what I think. To my understanding, I think they've been filming again for Atlanta, and I'm just hoping that they give us what they were giving us before. Like I gave, they were giving us very. Love and Hip Hop Atlanta Special Edition. Love and Hip Hop Atlanta After School Special. It just wasn't giving what we're used to for Love and Hip Hop. And I, I don't think that that makes me a ratch. I don't think so. And I understand things like COVID makes it hard for someone to just leap across the table and grab a a fistful of hair. I understand how the current situation has prevented some things. But let me then ask you this. How is Housewives able to still keep it coming? Like, you guys ain't got to get physical, but we could have moments and situations where you guys are set up, dressed up nicely, you go out to different places, this whole that whole family dynamic thing that you guys were trying to give us is a no. It was a no. So I'm expecting for this upcoming season of Love and Hip Hop Atlanta to give us what it gave us. And it's nobody's fault. It's nobody's fault that that New York had got cut off with, with, with one of the I thought was one of the most amazing okay i want to say it was the most amazing season like that there's the amazing season seven of love and hip-hop new york was an amazing season i was at that reunion that reunion was fire um 
but loving hip hop season 10 when we had Chrissy back, we had Kim Bella, we had Samaya, we had Olivia, we had all these people back. We had all these people back and they just got cut off short. And I understand it, it, it was cold COVID happened. You know, what, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? I was hoping that it would come back. Um, I don't know what the status of Love and Hip Hop New York is, to be honest with you. I don't know. I, I will hope to still see a continuation somewhere, but Yandy's, Yandy's in Atlanta. You know, so is Remy Ma and all of them going to give us something from New York? I, I need to know. I haven't heard anything. haven't seen anything. You know, they'll never tell us until like the week, a week before or something like that. Like that's how we get to know what's really going on. Um, but as of now, you know, I think they're doing Atlanta again, Miami. Don't get me started in Miami. Like I thought Miami felt like another, you know, another, another family special. Yeah. I think, Let's just bring the women together. If let's make it Yandy, let's make it Rashida, let's make it Spice, Sierra, Carly Red, bring her back full time. I'm not crazy about Bambi. I'm not crazy about Bambi. I really am not. I guess I it's it's, it's nothing personal. It's just I think. I still see her from basketball wise and who she was there. I think I still see her from her and Kirk in the jacuzzi. I think I still see that. And it just never, it just never came around, came about, came around for me. I don't, I don't know why it just never came around for me, but she's been here for a while. So let's add her for, for the benefits of sake, Bambi and Shekinah. Cool. And let that be the cast of, of Love and Hip Hop Atlanta season 11. Like, I don't need all these extra additional people. I don't want to deal with people's mothers and grandmothers and their children and, and all that stuff like that. I don't, I just don't, I don't care. I don't care. That's not what the show, that's not the style of the show. It's a soap opera. It's a real life soap opera. So I, I'm not interested in um, in what y'all given. Like that's not what it is. And same and take that same um, advice for Miami because I mean it was like every it was like people were walking on. Let me tell you, when was, let me not you know because you know I understand how hard it is to make these shows. I understand how hard it is to make these shows. So I'm gonna get tell you something that I did like. I like the tone. I like the tone down confessionals. I love that. I think it's great. I think it get may get to show some a little new life, having it be a little toned down, having the girls sit in chairs. I think that that works for me. Keep that. But as far as everything else, let's go back to it. Let's get back to um, breaking stuff and let the the men in black come and do their jobs like they're supposed to do. Well, guys, thank you so much for staying with me tonight, staying up late, of course. We'll be back tomorrow for the last show of the week, and we're going to talk more reality TV. So I hope you guys are enjoying it. 
And we'll be back next week with a special guest on Monday. Uh, the conclusion of the In the Circle for Reunited comes on Tuesday at 8 p.m. of next week. And guys, so much more to come. I'm so happy to be back here. No rent. We're coming strong in 2022. And once again, we ain't paying no rent. Till next time, guys. <laughs> Later.